Hey everybody, it's me, Abby, your horror host, and welcome to Meet My Monsters Meets Your City Paranormal! As you heard, I've got Woody from Hill City Paranormal with me and I am so excited. Like my feet are just tapping under my desk. I can't even stand it. So Woody, say hey to everybody. Well, hello, everybody. So can you tell me a little bit more about Hill City Paranormal? Oh, man. we I could tell you a ton. We have a great time, okay? So Hill City Paranormal is, um, we do a combination, okay? So... Yes, we do a lot of paranormal investigations, but we also do uh, Sasquatch hunting, Bigfoot hunting. We do UFO interviews. It's hard to hunt UFOs, to be honest with you, but we uh, we like to interview people about their experiences. And as a team, we love to have a good time and to really just really do some fun videos. So you'll see in our investigations, it's more it's more about the history, uh, fun you know, being out on an adventure and we do add the uh, actual investigation part in there too. But uh, we are just fans of everything paranormal, Ghostbusters, horror. So it's just, it's everything kind of lumped into this just big pot. And then that's Hill City Paranormal. That's so rad. And you've been yeah. going for quite a while, hey? We have. We actually, it's funny because I started, I was, I've been into Bigfoot and UFOs ever since I was 14. Okay, so I had, I, I had I a UFO. I beat you. I've been into them since I was eight. What? Ah, oh, you won. <laughs> Doggone it. <laughs> um, I, had, I had a UFO experience, which I can tell you about later. Um, I had a UFO experience, so that that kind of really set me on the investigative avenue, you know, the path. But before that, I mean, I've always been into Star Trek, horror movies, all, you know, everything, sci-fi, all that good stuff. But then I had a UFO experience, and that just kind of led me down this path, and then Ever since then, and living in the area that we live in at the foot of the Appalachian Mountains, Blue Ridge Mountains, you know, it's like prime Bigfoot country, okay? So for us, it's like it, it's always been legends and, you know, legends of Bigfoot. Even we've had legends of Bigfoot um, coming through and kidnapping babies, you know? So it's like it's just all what? these stories. Yeah, it's like all these stories that are just you hear growing up. So our, our area is just full of them. So oh, I've always word. been into it. <laughs> uh, I, it's, it's crazy. Um, we actually, we had a, um, uh, it was a few years ago. I think it was two years ago where a lady about 45 minutes north of where I live, right, where we live right now, she called the police because she thought she saw uh, a Sasquatch running across her yard with a, with a, with a baby. Oh my so I, it's still to this day. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we hear, I've heard these stories my whole life. And so I uh, fast forward and I started my own video production company in the area. We do a lot of local car commercials, you know, fun, just cheesy stuff that is wonderful. Um, and I started putting Bigfoot, UFOs, ghosts in those. And then um, I decided, well, I'm doing this over here. I have a real passion for it. Why don't I actually make a group out of it and we can kind of do some fun video stuff and actual investigations as well and explore the stories that I've heard my whole life. So that's really, that's how kind of Hill City Paranormal has been on my mind 
for a long time that I didn't even know. And then I just officially, you know, got a logo and t-shirt like a few years ago. That's amazing. So yeah. is this, do you actually do this full time? I, my business, I do full time. My, I have a, a video production business called Watts Creative Studios. And that's, okay. I do, um, I do a lot of the car commercials you see in the area. And we honestly, video production, live streaming, that's, that's what I do. And that's, that's my full time, full time job. Hill City Paranormal is probably, uh, it takes up more time than that job. So, um, but I, I get, I'm really blessed because I get to combine both of my loves. Like, so yeah. I, I get to do like just yesterday, I, I got a call from an HVAC contractor that does heating and air. Well, they want a fun commercial, right? So they call me because I'm the guy that does the Bigfoot stuff, the UFO stuff. So now we're going to do an HVAC commercial with like a little monster in it. So That's I, so I cool. yeah, so I, it's really just the best of every world. So, um, I get to do my Hill city paranormal. I get to do my video production. And then with the Hill city paranormal podcast, everything it, that's basically a full-time job. Yeah. You know, so I've got, yeah. I've got like three full-time jobs. It's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> but weird. Yes, yeah. no, I know the feeling. <laughs> I just don't sleep. Just don't, if you don't sleep, it, it has a whole nother day for you. Sleep is for the dead. That's right. Like, yes. <laughs> so that's so cool. So, okay. You said there's going to be a monster in yes. maybe in the next advert. Are you going to put your dad in the Bigfoot suit? <laughs> if it's, if it cools down a little bit. Okay. Cause that Bigfoot suit is, it is, uh, oh man. All right. So I have it right here. Um, really? Yeah, it's right. It's here. Let me get, let me get Frank's. Yeah. Frank's mask is right over there. But, um, yeah, I, um, that thing is like, well, you put it on in the summer. I mean, it's like 150 degrees. You've you uh, got okay. like 30 seconds that you can film in it. But uh, yeah, I try. I I usually wear the suit first when it's brand new, and then okay. with every production, like I, I slowly get my dad or someone else to wear it because it's just not it's not something <laughs> you want to keep wearing. So yeah, I, I'll get my I'll talk my dad into wearing it again. Yeah, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. He he's such a good sport. He's been he's been a zombie. He's been a ghost. He's been Bigfoot several times in my commercial. So every time I need someone to do something crazy, he's he's a, he's up for it. Oh, that's so cool. I yeah. showed my dad your post with your dad in the Bigfoot suits and he was like, "Woman, don't you dare." <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so funny cuz like I'll I'll tell dad like he he he's also in in those particular commercials, the Bigfoot car commercials that we feature Bigfoot in. He's also the guy that is that just shrugs his shoulders when the truck disappears. So he he plays two parts. He plays oh, cool. the, okay. a character named Dave and Bigfoot. Um, but he always asked me when I asked him to film. He was like, "Am I wearing the suit today, son? It's really hot." And I'm like, "Ah, oh, we'll we'll figure it out when you get here." <laughs> Shame. I know. So if he Sorry. pisses you off, you're like, "Dad." <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Dad. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. But I mean, like, what are the perks of being a child if not to irritate your parents? Exactly right. Exactly. Oh, yeah, cool. So now that everybody knows a little bit more about mm -hmm. you, if they didn't already, if they didn't already, then they're just stupid. But <laughs> <laughs> I've got this thing where we decide to who's going to tell their story first about their monster by playing rock, paper, scissors. So you're okay. up for that? I'm up for that. Okay. Okay. Ready? You see me? Okay. Rock, rock, paper, scissors. 
you know what I am. <laughs> I tell you what, ladies first. I you, uh, you go ahead. You tell me your story since it was a tie. Okay, all right. That's awfully generous of you, Woody. So yes, let's let's get straight into it. So <laughs> just for everybody listening, what Woody and I decided to do is, since he is based in Virginia and I'm here in South Africa. We're each going to do a local cryptid, so local to ourselves. Imagine if we swapped it, like you did a South African one and I did a... <laughs> oh my gosh, I wish I could do the accent, but this this Southern accent just can't do anything else. I <laughs> know, oh and I can't do a Southern accent. I think I tried to do like a Texan accent in my last episode and I was just like, I listened to it in post and I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, But anyways, okay, so I'm so excited for mine. But oh, it is gonna it's gonna absolutely terrify me because it's a water monster again. And I've got oh, issues with water. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Okay. <laughs> yes. So today we're going to Howick, which is an idyllic little town known predominantly to South Africans as the venue for the Midmar Mile. So why anyone would want to swim across this frigid lake, I don't know in the first place. But after hearing this story, I can guarantee you people will not want to swim the Midmar Mile. <laughs> so um, Howick is situated in the heart of Zulu Kingdom, so in the heart of KwaZulu-Natal, and not much else takes place in Howick apart from the annual mid-mile mile swim, or does it? Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can laugh, you right can now. talk, you can do anything. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, already it is time for hours today, years old. Yay! Um... So I was literally today years old when I found out that there is a serpent, a water serpent, beastie, living amidst the turbulent waters of the Howick Falls. So I was just like, what the hell? What is this all yeah. about? Yeah. Because I've traveled past Howick quite a few times because my brothers live down that way. And I'm just like, okay, cool. And I never once thought to stop and look for a, like a monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just ride by. Oh, shall I look for a monster today? Nah, I'm good. Yeah, no, nah, I'm okay. Thank you. I'm just carrying I'm okay. on, on my way. <laughs> I don't want to be scared today. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> so anyway, so apart from the Midmar Dam, there's actually a more pristine body of water flowing through Howick, which is known as the Umgeni River. So this river ends in the magnificent Howick Falls, which are roughly about 324 feet. That's how tall they are. Mm -hmm. And it's the perfect spot for picnics, pictures, and death. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so in the bottom of the waters of this fall lies the, ma uh, the malignant serpent creature known to the local Zulu people as the in what? Inkanyam. You know what, Woody? I was getting this right the whole afternoon. Oh, you're I'm doing like great. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. No, the, the Inkanyamba. There we go. The pronunciation. There we That's go. That's always my thing. I swear. I tell you. Oh. Sometimes I do cryptids from like Iceland and stuff, and I'm just like, what? <laughs> I can't do it. My yeah, my mouth won't even. So like, I'll just kind of skip it. Just kind of mumble like, and then that's it. You know, <laughs> yes. just oh, they'll get it. People figure it out. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So yeah. So today we're doing the Inkanyamba, and this is really terrifying because in Zulu. Inkanyamba actually translates directly to tornado. So that just kind of gives you a little bit of a heads up as to what we're looking at here with this creature. Yeah. So as always, we're going to start off with the looks. So in the looks department of the Inkanyamba. And this guy is a, like, he's a big damn fella. <laughs> so 
<laughs> it's said to reach lengths of about 20 feet and up. Oh, God. And, yeah, it's a big yeah. guy. And as, as I mentioned, guy. yeah, as I mentioned, the Inkanyamba is a serpentine cryptid. So in all aspects of its body, it's a, it's a serpent or a snake, apart from its head. And its head is supposed to be like equine in nature. So for anyone who doesn't know what equine is, it's horsey. So it's got a horse head and a serpent body, which is quite trippy if you ask me. Yeah. I mean, if I had to see that thing, I would know. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I'm gone. I'm done. That's the end of the investigation. Exactly. I'm already not a strong swimmer and that would just be <laughs> the end of me. <laughs> like, I'll never get bye. in any water ever again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So as I mentioned earlier, the name Inkanyamba means tornado. And this can actually be attributed to the creature's tantrums. Yes. Okay. It, yes. It, yeah. yeah. It has tantrums. It's a it stroppy does. teenager. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently the Inkanyamba will take to the skies to either search for a mate or to defend its territory. So I don't know. Apparently there's like a community of these guys living in different water bodies around South Africa. And I'm just like, oh, all right then. Yeah. Um, so how it flies... I don't know. I don't know that part. <laughs> but who am I to judge? You know, how a snake got a horse's head in the first place, I also don't know. So That's right. That's right. <laughs> so often the Inkanyamba will actually mistake a glistening metal roof as a body of water. And then when it swoops down to either woo or destroy, it realizes that it's been taken for a fool and it throws a hell of a tantrum. But I mean mm. like an epic tantrum. Yeah. So, the Inkanyamba is actually said to control the weather. So, when it is angered, things get super ugly very quickly. So, it will rip off the roofs of the houses surrounding it. It will uproot trees and it will usher in gale force winds with hail and torrential downpours. So, yeah. <laughs> That's the tantrum. That, that is the quite the tantrum. Of the <laughs> century. Dude, oh, my if gosh. if I threw one of those, you're... <laughs> oh, that is a spoiled little cryptid right there. That is what really that is. It really is. It's yeah. just stomping its little it's tail a, and getting yeah. away with it. It's a little bratty one. That's what it is. Exactly. Come so on. So the Inkanyamba is actually said to be most active during our summer months. So for Asia and South Africa, that's uh, from December to March about. So because we're opposite to you, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, if you decide to come to South Africa during holiday season, go to Cape Town, go to Durban, do all the beaches, stay the hell away from Howick Falls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm staying away from any place that has like a, a metal roof that, that yes. will make them. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm staying away from that. I'm just going to stand out in the middle of a field, I think. I think that uh, maybe away from water, <laughs> away from water in the middle of a field. <laughs> yes. I'm with you there, man. Yeah. So no tantrums. No tantrums. None. Mm -mm. So it's said that only a Sangoma can approach the shores of the Howick Falls because that's how powerful this creature is. And for anybody listening who doesn't know what a Sangoma is, it's a traditional healer in the Zulu culture. So a witch doctor, a healer, a herb medicine person, that kind of thing. So for those of you who thought, Woody, yeah? Yeah. For those of you who thought that you were safe because you live in a house, you don't live in a house with a metal roof, <laughs> think again, buddy. We're not. <laughs> You're you not know. safe. You know, I have a metal roof too. <laughs> <laughs> as long as the field we're standing in is far away from Howick, I think we'll be okay. But if you're in if a you're field standing, in the middle of nowhere, if you're standing relatively near to this this waterfall, you're still in trouble because the Inkanyamba has also been known to actually kill people. Oh my gosh! I know. 
I was oh. just like, what? <laughs> Come on. I know. Like, can we catch a break here? Freaking I know. Me. It's like a little thing throwing a tantrum that likes to kill people. Like, that's not, that's a horrible combination. Exactly. It's like yeah. a very, very dangerous two-year-old. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, um, I picked up actually this awesome account uh, from a, a fellow South African writer named Narina Exelby. And she's like a travel writer kind of thing. And I saw an excerpt of one of her pieces in Getaway Magazine. And she wrote, Five years ago, I was at the top of the Howick Falls when I heard a group of women singing in Zulu. I was told they were asking Inkanyamba to release the body of a relative so they could hold a funeral. He'd fallen over the falls four days earlier and there was no trace of his body. Early the next morning, the man's body was found lying on a rock at the side of the pool. Was it just a result of the currents or did Inkanyamba listen to the woman? I know what the locals believe. Mm. So that for me, I'm just like, yo. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Mm. Uh-uh. I'm not getting out the car. Exactly. <laughs> I'll no. sit with my windows mm. closed, thank you, and I'll look at you from afar. <laughs> nope. I'll, I'll have the camera up. I'll take pictures of the waterfalls. That's about it. Exactly. I'm not getting out. <laughs> no, no. That's crazy. I know. So, okay, there are actually a few suggestions as to what the Inkanyamba could actually be, but okay. I'm going to tell you three. Okay. So. Firstly, we've got in the Zulu culture, they believe the, the Inkanyamba to actually be like a, not a deity, more like a spirit ethereal kind of situation. Because, I mean, it's a flying snake, you know, yeah. let's just put that out there. With, <laughs> a, with a tornado tantrum. yeah, And a horse head. Yeah. Yeah, yes, terrifying. Yeah, so before I continue with this, I just, there's... One little like tantrum that I need to have now, and these oaks are really lucky that I can't throw like a tornado tantrum. But <laughs> in my research, I was um, reading up on this cryptid, and I went to a site. Where are you? Which baby baby? What's it called? It's like cryptids. Oh, cryptidsfandom.com. Yeah. And they said that you can um, you can see the Inkanyamba in tales throughout Africa in the cave paintings done by the Aboriginals. And oh. that for me, yeah, I was just like, guys, uh -huh. come on, man. So, yeah. yeah, I know the word Aboriginal does actually mean like a native to the land. Yeah. A native inhabitant person to the land before colonization took place. However, you know, like our guys are called Khoisan or Bushmen. You know, okay. the Aboriginal people come from Australia. Yeah. Just that's that's my connection with it. So I'm like, ah, poo poo, you people. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm offended on behalf of the koi because I'm like, guys, you suck. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, that's my tantrum. That's over. your tantrum. That's your tornado yeah, that's tantrum. Exact. Maybe I should go teach the Inkanyamba that we don't have to solve everything with like rain. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, anyways, that's, so. I mean, but what a what a what a great like combination of this creature, right? Like everything that's terrifying. You just exactly. throw it into one. Like it can fly. It's like a snake horse. <laughs> like it's like everything that would completely terrify you. Exactly. I was just, huh. yo, no. So the next thing that people put forward is that this guy could actually be an eel. So initially when I heard that, I was like, all right, you know, I will kind of maybe I'll dip my toes into the pool of that kind of theory of the Inkanyamba. 
However, my qualm with this is that the largest freshwater eel that we've got here in South Africa is the giant mottled eel. Mm-hmm. And the mottled eel only reaches six feet. So he's missing another 14 feet. Oh, that's like, yeah, that's less than half. I know, exactly. So oh, I'm my like, gosh. Even if, and even if you saw a six-foot, like, snake, horse, flying creature with a tornado tantrum like that would be terrifying can you imagine 20 like exactly that's that's terrifying like you would look up and it'd be completely dark like it would just be oh my gosh i'm every time i go when i go outside today i'm gonna look up i'm gonna be terrified every time i see a big bird go over (laughs) thank you so much for doing that thank you it's a pleasure woody i'm just um, (laughs) got your best interest in heart thank you thank you so much maybe the inconyamba also wants to travel also wants to come see Virginia. <laughs> Lord, I hope not. <laughs> I hope it's. I hope it gets homesick really quick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, it probably will. But yeah, okay. So the second creature that people kind of put forward is the African rock python. Okay. And yeah, once That's again, scary. I was like, so scary. Yeah, welcome. Hello, yeah. I live here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so once again, I was like, hmm, maybe it could be because the rock python is. This guy has no preference as to, it does have a preference as to where it lives, but it can literally live anywhere. So it can live in arid territory, it can live in swamps, it can live wherever you go, there can be a rock python, which is just glorious. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it does actually prefer to be near a big body of water. So (laughs) when, yeah. Of course. I read, and it can swim. Oh, great. Great. So you can't escape it. You're either so, going to get taken out from the sky or from swimming. So Exactly. That's that's wonderful. And people judge me for not liking to swim in dams. I'm like, mm. there's, there's no way. No. <laughs> no. I'm done. Nope. Thank you. Nope. Mm-mm. So, yeah. So, once again, it's cool, all good and well to think that maybe an African python could be it. But once again, the size is the issue. So, the biggest, and this is like a really unusual kind of case. But some pythons can grow to like 15 feet, 9 inches long. Yeah. But that's also, you know, we're still missing like the 4 foot 1 inch for yeah, this that, guy. There's a, there's a rather large section missing from the comparison animals that, yeah. you know, oh, it's this. Well, <laughs> it might be part that, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, Could be. yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, my qualm with both of these actual living creatures is we're forgetting the whole horse in the room. You yeah. know, there's yeah. no equine head on a snake or an eel. <laughs> I've never seen that. Not that I've seen. No. No. Nope. So now we get to my favorite part of the episode, and that is, what does Abby think this cryptid is? Oh, right. In all honesty, a flying horse-headed snake. I've got no idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I saw that, I would think it was like the end of times. Like, that's apocalyptic. You know what it I mean? It like, really is. Like, I'm revelations. Like, yeah, I'm like, okay, it, I need to do I need to do something because this is not, I'm not okay with that. You know what I mean? So, I that mm. would be absolutely terrifying. Exactly. It's like, put down the mushrooms, walk away. It's not real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, okay, right. so the, 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 the closest thing that I could come up with in my head about what this creature could be is an undiscovered species, mm-hmm. which I will go for. And it, in my mind, is a giant freshwater seahorse. <laughs> well, that hunts people and can fly. 
Yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, there's. <laughs> see, see, what I, else do you say? I, I, well, I, yeah, like at this point, it's like, what um, what else could it be, right? So it's like, if you go down the checklist, it, it makes sense. It's just a freshwater seahorse that hunts people. That's really big. That's big. That's that's huge. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Makes sense to me. Hmm. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. That's what you are, buddy. And I'm that's sticking it. to that. That's it. Or it's a that. really, really terrifying story told to kids to not go and play in the water. Never play in the water. And and then don't live anywhere with a metal shiny roof and just sit in the car. <laughs> just, that's it. Just stay at home, yeah. kids. That's that's probably better. Well, unless your house has a metal roof, you know. Yes. The moral yeah. of the story is find a nice field far away from how I can sit there. Yes. Where you can look <laughs> in every direction. You know, it's like, oh, it's so terrifying. Those are so scary. Like, our, what? like I, I mean, we have some, you know, legends over here. But gosh, like they are, they're nowhere near as interesting as like a horse-headed flying snake tornado thing. You know, it's like. You know, I saw a big thing running through the woods. That's about as exciting as it is, you know. But that's, those are, gosh. Yeah. Oh, no, I'd be scared it's, to go it's outside. Nuts. Right? No, that's crazy. That's crazy. Did you listen to my episode about the Buddha? The Buddha? No, I, yeah. may, I don't think I did. No. Dude, maybe not. That is the African way hyena. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. So that that's pretty much, see, some of them you can tell, you're like, okay, that that is this or that could be yeah. this right um, but i'm just saying like a werewolf is scary enough as is now we've got yeah. a way hyena in the mix and i'm just like dude no hands up no foul that's, i'm done that's the <laughs> last thing i want coming after me a laughing werewolf you know exactly. <laughs> don't don't chase me and be laughing yes. about it that's not cool <laughs> don't do that it's just rude that's rude honestly. man those are great those are great though those are great cryptid legend and like just maybe not folklore but they're just great like they're like you know they have some mm. like meat to them you know really do yeah. yeah yeah no i won't lie like finding uh doing research on african cryptids is quite hard sometimes because um the content is a little bit thin you know mm -hmm. we've got cave paintings to go on and whatever the colonists wrote about but like the culture the african culture is so so rich so yeah. if you can actually sit down with someone like a Zulu person and talk to them about this, I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Like it's nuts. Yeah. yeah. That's so interesting. I would, I would love, I would love to do that though. Like, cause like you said, when you go to a place that's, it's so rich in history and that is so, they, they purposefully have left evidence or cave drawing, stuff like that. Like they're so conscious of leaving a, a trail for future yeah. generations, you know, and I, and I feel like there's sometimes, um, you know, in, in America that, that, yeah, we have legends, but we don't have that, that long of a history, you know, where we can go into a cave and see drawings mm -hmm. of this, you know? So it's like, so it's whenever you can hear like a legend that has just, it has age to it. Like, I yeah. mean, just, you know, it's so, you just, you can't help, but just be intrigued by it. No matter what it like, a, who wouldn't, who wouldn't be interested in a flying horse snake? <laughs> you know, like, that's just so cool. No, definitely. 
But yeah, yeah, that's me done. So now you're up, buddy. Oh my gosh, mine is nowhere. I I kind of hinted to it earlier. Okay. So okay. Now don't laugh. Let me. I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get it pulled up right here. Okay. So I even wore my hat. Uh, oh, we doing Bigfoot. Yeah. Yeah. Ah! So, all right. But this this is a. I don't know that I would classify it as a different species of Bigfoot. Um, oh, okay. But it's called. All right. Don't laugh. It it's the whole legend about it. It's called a. It's the wood booger. Okay. The wood booger. I'll say that again for everybody. Okay, everybody. So my hat. You see my hat right there. You can't see it on the podcast, but I'm gonna show you. See? Oh, okay. Booger. Okay. I didn't read the bottom of your head. Yeah, most people don't. They see it and they're like, wait, what is that? (laughs) Um, so all right. The wood booger is given to it there there's a name, it's given that name for a reason. Okay, because one, it is it is supposedly a type of Bigfoot, okay that lives in the woods in our area. It's in southwestern Virginia. Okay, okay. so southwestern Virginia is a very wooded rural area. Okay? okay, so you can drive. There's some parts of it where you can drive, you know, an hour and not really see anybody. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, and like, they're, they're the part where make sure you have gas in your car because there's no gas stations. Right? Oh, wow. That's okay. that. That's it. it, it there are stretches of land that are just nothing out there right yeah um so that's where it gets the wood because there is nothing but woods there i mean you might mm-hmm. have a field here and there but um the mountains kind of uh, um the mountains kind of trail off and then it's just forest okay? okay uh and then the booger part comes from boogeyman okay oh so- i thought it picked it nose no, I wish that's the, that's the better. I wish that was the story. Like it ran around like with like that. Yeah, it's just a Bigfoot that picks his nose. That's 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 the story. That's he's so nice. He's just you know, um, and he's given the boogeyman or quote booger name because he is rumored to carry off young children. Okay, so right. So I wasn't lying. This is you were lying. Right? I was not lying. So it was given. So that's that's where the wood booger name comes from. So when you hear it, it sounds funny and goofy. But think about it. It is because he hides in the woods and supposedly carries off young children. So, okay. So the most sightings that now you would think, you know, one person, right? Like I mentioned earlier, uh, and this was recently, this was within the last two years where this person called in in this area called the mm-hmm. cops and they have the, the telephone call to the cops where she explain she explains or, or describes a large hairy creature running across the yard and it's it looks to be carrying a young baby of some sort. That okay? is terrifying. It's terrifying. So they played this on the local news, right? They they played this phone call and then I um I talked to the cops that are close to that area. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, that, that, that was a legit phone call. Like that wasn't a prank or anything like that woman really, you know, she was really, she believed you know, it. legit. She, she believed it. Okay. So there's a particular area. Uh, it's, it's not far from, from where we're based. It's called Saltville, Virginia. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So there have been three sightings recently in that area. Okay. Oh, so I know, like, so for me, investigating, you typically are like, 
okay, ha like, how old is the legend? Like, you know, has it been a while since people saw it? Like, since cell phones and trail cams have come out, have the sightings dwindled down possibly, you know, because people are, you know, they, they can actually have evidence now and, you know, you just don't hear it. Uh, no, yeah. that's not the case. So the case is out in this area. It's still, it's still an active legend. Okay. What the and, hell? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right. Okay. So, so also in this area, so we've got, if that's not terrifying, uh, it's not, that's not all that's, that's not all. So we've got the wood booger in this area that again, He's got he's got some a little bit of history to him, right? This is also the same area as what people call the devil monkey. Okay. I know. <laughs> yes. And that has been that has been cited numerous times. Now I've heard of this, that damn thing. I, I mean, so we've got a wood booger and then a devil monkey. Okay. Why do you live there? <laughs> I, I, right, I know. That that is a that is an area that is like Oh my gosh, you you really and it's not I it's beautiful country, but you really only go through that area. You never mm -hmm. go to it. So whenever you're traveling south, you you either stay on the interstate, but see, my wife and I don't like to do that. We like to go mm -hmm. on the back roads. Like we'll go an hour out of the way if it means to avoid the interstate and to go on these back roads. So so we we go to these places like we go and just, you know, and, and you, again, you will ride miles and miles and miles without seeing mm -hmm. a house or anything. And you very rarely do you have cell phone signal. So, I mean, mm -hmm. it is truly out in the middle of nowhere. So this same area, which it all just looks the same, right? <laughs> all right. So the devil monkey, the devil monkey is about four to five feet tall. It is very quick <laughs> and it, it has been cited in other places such as New Mexico, Utah, and Colorado, yeah. but it is a very, it, it, it's, it has baboon traits. Okay. Oh, but no, it is, men. Yeah. But a baboon kind of mixed with a dog. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's so think terrifying. about, so think about like, you know, a monkey that is, yeah. has like werewolf, werewolf traits to it. So, oh, my Lord. yeah. So we, so we have two, Two really good legends that are fairly close to us that um that are active. Now, the the wood booger is that one keeps popping up every couple of years, right? I mean, like because mm -hmm. people have Sasquatch sightings and and we actually did an investigation not far from this area. Okay. Now oh, wow. it, it wasn't in this particular county that they saw the sightings. We went to a part of North Carolina that's not mm -hmm. far from this area, like it's the border. And we went to a state park that I, I, I just cannot explain how, how far out there it is. Like there's nothing mm -hmm. around. You drive 45 minutes, nothing. And that's where we did our Bigfoot investigation where several Sasquatch have been seen and reported and, you know, from all walks, from people traveling through everything. So we actually did an investigation there. And sure enough, we found footprints. We found a 19 inch long footprint that was 19 inches long and 66 inches wide. Okay. And we found, I think I watched that on your Instagram. Yes. The Littleton, the Littleton, North Carolina yes. investigation. Yeah. And that is a, uh, we did a video of that. So if you get a chance, yeah, watch that video because the, you'll see the, where we found the footprint. Yeah, it's um, insane. It's insane. Okay. So the, the devil monkey though, I, it's funny because in the investigation, 
I have not formally investigated this. However, I I put I did a little detective work mm-hmm. years ago. I heard a story. We were we were going on an investigation and we were actually walking a trail, right? And this was not in Saltville, Virginia, where the devil monkey is seen, but this is in Nelson County where I grew up. Well, part of the area okay. where I grew up. And so there was this legend going around that there was a traveling circus coming through the area a long time ago, like back, you know, yeah. early, I don't know, 20s, 30s, something like that. There was a traveling circus that was going through the area by train. Okay. Mm-hmm. And during that, the train derailed and crashed. All right. Yeah. And it had animals on it. And they were able to recover most of the animals, except for a lot of the, the, the car full of monkeys that was for the train. I mean, for the circus and everything escaped. Mm. So there are certain patches of woods that supposedly in our area and through again, you could literally walk hours and days from one county to the other in Virginia and not be seen by anybody. You could just walk the mountains. And yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're there. Um, that supposedly there are patches of woods that if you go through in Virginia, if you hear something, it, it mm. could be a monkey that escaped, that have bred and that have kind of mutated and everything from this circus derailment. So... I not it's not my formal investigation, but my initial thing is like, well, I think this devil monkey may be from that if that legend is true. So it could be a case where, you know, a literal like you had this and then the monkeys or something start, you know, I don't know, Mm -hmm. mutating and breeding with whatever. And then you've got this creature that is um, a combination and that has been in a different environment that it was not designed to be in and so it has it has evolved and mutated so yeah, yeah. so terrifying. we have it's not as terrifying as a flying horse snake but uh you know it's it, it makes you think twice honestly because we've done things in the woods here that are just absolutely like you're out there and it gets dark so quick and there's literally yeah. no light and then you hear everything and then everything is just Oh yeah. So and we've heard and we've heard I I feel like we've heard numerous Sasquatch knocks and calls. And then yeah. we've also during one investigation at a lake, um, again in the rural part of, of the county, where there mm-hmm. no one lives around the lake. It's a it's a it's a reservoir of water so that if it's so far out there so that if like a house catches on fire or there is a forest fire a helicopter will come down with a bucket and get water and put it out. That This lake is out there for that reason. Yeah. So around that lake, you can hear some pretty terrifying things. Like, and you hear what what is a combination of a, it's like a baby screaming slash, what? yeah, slash pig. Does that make sense? Like, it's like, it's like okay, a- Okay, so a pig squeal slash baby crying. Yes. It's like a combination oh. of that. Yeah. No, that's that's horrific. <laughs> yeah. And if you look up, if you look up, if you're if you're listening to this and you want to see it, if you look up Devil Monkey, the little the cryptid, the the picture of it's terrifying. <laughs> so it, it looks like that. a little goblin with red eyes. Yeah, it's it's absolutely yeah. it's absolutely scary. It makes you never want to go out at night. Oh shit, yeah, no, I wouldn't. 
No, and then you got the wood booger take it, taking babies taking and stuff. Taking babies? Like, like, who takes babies? Come on. But that, that one, yeah, that one is pretty, Um, because we do, around here, we get a ton of Sasquatch sightings. Like, mm-hmm. and we get a ton of reports. Like, we get people calling us saying, I mean, we've had people call us saying that I, I think I had one tapping on my kid's window, you know? <laughs> and, yeah. I, and, I, and I'm not like that, that. We got one call from a gentleman. We do a weekly, we, we do a guest spot on a weekly radio show here in town where oh, we, cool. talk about, we talk about stories and stuff like that. So after the show, we get a call from a local resident that um, he's been experiencing these things. And he was like, several nights like they live out in a rural part and he was like several nights i've had i've had this creature come up and tap on my kid's window and i he said he's yeah he's gone outside he's gone outside and scared it away but he sees a big black mass running away it's not um it's obviously not it's humanoid but it's not human that's insane it's crazy it's terrifying (laughs) Like, that's the thing that gets to me with Bigfoots and, like, all of those kind of creatures is just the pure sentience of them, you know, yeah. like, the ability yep. to process thoughts and that kind of thing. I'm like, whoa, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we've moved it's, out of the animal kind of realm into... Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole nother, like, if they, if they are aware and mm. they do have human... I mean, you almost have to believe that they do to stay hidden so long. You know, and like because like if you if we're if you're basing it off the fact that they are real and you believe they are real, then how have they stayed alive and hidden that long? If you don't enter in a supernatural mystical element, which I try not to, I like, I mean there are animals that exist today, like bear and mm-hmm. deer that mm. you know exist, but you really don't ever really see them. You know, yeah. So yeah. Ima- imagine a Bigfoot if there's just one or two. Like you mm-hmm. could go, you could go several generations without seeing any. So like, and especially if they have a thought process where they know you're trying to find them or they can sense that. And then they know yes. they can think it out. It's that's even scarier. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Cause I yep. mean, exactly like what you're saying, like here in South Africa, we've got the leopard, you know, we yeah. don't, we don't have wild leopards. It's not like that. But yeah, I mean, I grew up here. I went to game parks my whole damn life. I have never seen a leopard in the wild ever. Yeah, yeah. See, that's everyone a, believes in that. That's a great example. That's right. You've never seen one. You know what you've eaten. They they're in zoos, but gosh, you never like you'll never see one out in the wild. Exactly. Absolutely so insane. These things, the damn what wood booger is just clever enough to outrun us. I know, right? And the little devil monkey. Oh, no hell. Oh, that's the last thing I need. I don't. I do not need a wood booger, and a devil monkey, and a flying horse snake chasing me. That do not. If this world isn't crazy enough. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. Well, you know what? It's twenty twenty. Right now, anything goes. Anything, so. <laughs> I, I mean, I could see a devil monkey riding a wood booger on top of <laughs> the flying the snake. Yes. Yeah, the Inkanyamba. And I would not be surprised. I would just be like, wow, that's crazy. I'm going to have to do an like, episode well, on that. Yeah, yep, now dinner time. In August. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That'll happen in November. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Woody, if people want to find you, where can they go? Yeah, we are pretty active on social media at Hill City Paranormal, but the main hub is our website. 
www.hillcityparanormal.com. Right there, you can find our podcast. We have all the episodes listed. We have our investigation videos and our haunted hotline. So if you have a story yourself, that a spooky story or experience that has happened to you, you can call that number or click a button on our website and leave us a message. And we will, you know, we may use that as an episode on the podcast. We may talk about it. And if you want us to come out and investigate it, just tell us. And, you know, if we can, if we can get to you, we'll come to you. Okay. Come to Howick. (laughs) (laughs) We're on the way. Well, I don't know. You've got some pretty dangerous cryptids over there. I don't know. I might have to, uh, we'll have to, we'll have to be in an armored car when we come there. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But yeah, guys, if you want to find me in the week, you know where to find me. I am six. No, I'm not six underscore anything. I am meat underscore my underscore monsters. You can find me on Twitter, which is meat monsters. You can send me a Gmail, which is meet my monsters party at gmail.com. And you can go to my website too, which is meet my But anyways, Woody, it's been so much fun. Thank you for having me. This has been wonderful. It's awesome. And anyways, everybody. Bye!